thank you for listening to Pod on the Dog. I'm your host, Verity Harcastle, and you can find me at Verity Harcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in Dogdom. Now for today's episode, this competition groomer is joining me all the way from Houston. She is so well known for her flawless fichon, but she can also knock a poodle trim out of park a seasoned seminar host, and I'm really excited to spill the tea and find out more about this talent. So a big warm welcome to Elizabeth Gibbs. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be here today. Oh, I'm so pleased you're joining me. And what, how, do, how do I address you? Is it Elizabeth or do you have a nickname? You know, a lot of people call me by Gibbs, which is kind of how Gibbs grooming just mm-hmm. kind of caught on. But um, Elizabeth's also fine too. Okay, great. (laughs) Now, I'm really excited just to get to know a bit more about the lady behind Gibbs Grooming. So how did your journey start and how did you get into the professional grooming? So my journey started um, when I was right out of high school. I started at PetSmart and Mm -hmm. I was just working there as a bather part-time just to help me through college. And um, like PetSmart, there. If, when you're a bather at PetSmart, which is a big corporation here, you're, yeah. they put you into like a grooming school program. But I was like, no, I don't want to do it. It's not really for me. I'm in, you know, I'm in college, you know, this is my career path. And, um, but eventually I was like, you know, like, let me just try it. I can, if, you know, I can just do it as a backup for my, you know, degree and so forth. Cause I've always loved animals. So I was like, you know, why not? So I went ahead and just went to grooming school about a year after being a bather and um shortly after that um a bunch of my coworkers were like hey we're gonna go to this grooming convention like you want to come on out and i was like yeah sure and so we we went uh we flew to hershey and went to our my very first groom expo yeah and i like was so amazed by all these seminars and these grooming competitors i i was mind blown Mm. and honestly from that I was just like I'm hooked this is what I this is what I want to do and I like I just went like fate like completely took a deep dive in it and um and I've you know I've been with it ever since that's kind of similar to me in a way I um I remember because I was in college as well and I, I was on a totally different path and I remember saying to a few people oh I really fancy dog grooming and them saying to me oh, well, it's a good hobby, I suppose. You know, literally not taking it seriously, like a serious profession at all. Yes, exactly. And I feel like, I mean, I think the times have definitely, like where you've come forward with, you know, with the popularity of grooming, and I'm so excited about that. Mm. But like when I started, uh, which was about 13 years ago, like, um, you know, my, my mom, she... My mom's an immigrant here from uh, to the U.S. and she was so big about you know my education. She wanted me to you know pursue, have my degree, move forward, and keep growing. And she was just like when I was like, "Yeah, I'm in grooming school." She's like, "Excuse me, like what?" <laughs> yeah. You know, I didn't I like, leave oh. here for this. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. She's like, "I, you know, I want you know the most for you." And um, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm, it's just I'm just doing it like while I go to college, mom. It's nothing." nothing big. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but she's come around, you know, over the years. <laughs> yeah. Same with my family as well. I think that they had a different idea of what I was going to achieve in my life, <laughs> but you know, yes. Yeah. Hey, we're, yeah, we're, she- we're smashing it, Elizabeth. So 
<laughs> right? I was like, you know, I, honestly, and I, I tell people this. So <clears throat> I was on that show, Hot Dog, on HBO yeah, Max I saw uh, you last at, year. Yeah, you did really well. <laughs> yes, I, I I won with my, my poodle, um, thankfully. That was a really awesome experience. And my mom came out to the show to watch us do the, um, like, the uh, premiere of the episode. And she, uh, you know, she, she, can't, she had no idea I won. I didn't tell her. She had no idea. So when she watched and she was just like, oh, that's my daughter. Like she just won a grooming show. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> she's on she, TV. Was really, yeah, she's, like, she's on TV. Like that's my daughter, you know, and she never really understood how involved I am in it and how much it really like meant. And, um, you know, she just like was like, oh, my daughter, you know, groom dogs. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, yeah. So I think that was really kind of her aha moment. Like, oh wow, like she's really, she's really doing the thing. Like she's doing well for herself, and and she's and she's good. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that show was very helpful for getting you know getting my mom on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, you followed a passion with grooming, like a passion career. But if you weren't yes. a groomer, like let's rewind to sixteen-year-old Elizabeth. What career do you think you would have pursued if it wasn't an option? So 16-year-old Elizabeth, at this point, I was thinking of, um, I was in, I knew I wanted to go to school for business because I loved like all of the math and the, you know, the, the growth opportunities and the thought of being like a business owner. I remember at one point I was like, I want to own like a pet store or like a pet shop or I just, I wasn't even really sure. I just knew that I wanted to, to get my business degree. Um, but before that, I was like, so dead set on being a basketball player. So I was, no. like, really? yeah, I was like, dead set. I want to be a WNBA player. Like I want to, you know, do this, do that. And, um, but you know, that's and also, I'm really tall. Like you'll just like, remember the green shows. I'm so much taller than most people, but, um, how tall are you, but, Elizabeth? Yeah. I'm six foot. Are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. I'm fairly tall. I'm five nine. So yes, yeah. You've got you've got a you bit know. of height on me, but yeah, I, I know being a taller. Just a little bit. I mean, I don't know how it happened. My mum's like five foot one. <laughs> oh my gosh, we joke about this. All, so my mom and I, my mom is like also she's like five four maybe, yeah. and she's just this short lily. And everyone's like, "That's your mom." I'm like, "That's my mom." <laughs> we probably have the same height ratio difference between our mums. Yes. And it's funny because, like, in the grooming industry, I don't know about there, but I know about here, like, the tables are meant for, like, I swear, like, mm. five, six cap. My tub is, like, so low. I'm like, guys, like, you're back, babe. You're back. Right? I'm like, you got some representation <laughs> in the grooming industry. Some tall tables, some tall tubs. Like, come on. That's my number one thing because I can't groom on a low table. So if I'm looking to buy yes. a new grooming table, I'm, I go around like, how high does this go? <laughs> Seriously, that is, that is so me. And yeah. everyone's like, really? Like, no one else even thinks that. I'm like, but how high does it go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're a bit taller than me. Were you, were you seriously good at basketball then? You must have been. I was, I was good. And like, I was good in, through high school, but mm. I, um, I started getting injuries. Like, probably oh, so what year is it starting my my junior year I got a really bad ankle injury and then it was just like it just seemed like I was really injury prone after that so oh, no. yeah. it, just, it never really took off like I was hoping and I, which is funny it's like that story is um it's important to me because 
I was so disappointed, right? When I left high school, I was just like, oh my gosh, like all my aspirations and what I thought was I envisioned for my future was pretty much crushed mm. um, due to how much injuries I was having. And, um, and I just knew basketball wasn't going to work out for me anymore. And, uh, you know, when I went to that, you know, that Hershey seminar, I saw the competitions, I was like dogs and competitions, like, I'm so competitive, you know, and I, I was going to say, you sound like you've got that oh, yeah. streak in you then. Oh yeah. And it's so, it's just, it has been like, if I could do it all over again, I, you know, I, I would, like, I'm grateful for the sport that brought me the competitive and the teamwork aspect and, um, you know, and the injury that taught me so many life lessons and the mm-hmm. fact that I've been able to get that, um, what I've been missing in my life through, through grooming shows, it has just really made me feel like, you know, like I've, com- you know, it's like so much fulfillment for everything that I was missing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you about grooming competitions later, but, um, I think that I absolutely love my journey through grooming competitions. And I never really thought of myself as a competitive person because, Probably the polar opposite you. I avoided sports like the plague at school. (laughs) You could find me at the back of the school shed smoking a cigarette. (laughs) I was like, no way. (laughs) But uh, yeah, eternal periods, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it did find that fire inside me to to want to better myself and compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That is. That's so funny. That's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell me everything about your beautiful Bichon trimming. You're obviously what products can't you live without? What tools can't you live without? Obviously, for creating that flawless fluff head that you do. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I would say, um, yeah, I love Bichon so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've learned a lot, you know, just by owning owning them, but. Um, the last two that I have, because I have three total. Um, so the, the first one that I that I compete with, he doesn't have as thick of hair. So for him, I'll use a mousse product. Mm-hmm. Um, like Artero has a mousse. Um, uh, Yves Saint Bernard, those kind of companies. I'll use a mousseing product on him to get that fluffy look to add, you know, more texture to his, more volume for his coat. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are go-tos for him. And then just really a good, you know, blow dry with some heat. And brushing while, you know, to get that lift and that fluff, that prep work is everything. Yeah. And so that's a big I, thing. And then I my, was always taught with uh, drying bichons, if I'm not getting it myself into a hot stew, trying to get their hair straight, then I'm not doing it right. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> I know. I'd say I, my hair is always frizzy like at the end of the day because I have such curly <laughs> hair and it's from all the heat. It's like, oh, it's, it's the best. Monica, Monica hair. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> but at least my bichons have good hair, right? That's like all that matters, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, we know obviously at grooming competitions, what absolute messes we oh look at God. the end of the competition. Like, Amen we peel ourselves off the grooming show and then have to smile behind a photograph. <laughs> I know. Like, thankfully, like, we have those emojis that we can, like, stick over our yeah, faces smile. on a photo. <laughs> <laughs> I have done those more times than I can count. I'm like, but look at the dog. <laughs> yeah, don't look at my vile face. <laughs> yes. So and, sorry uh, you were saying what else with the products. <laughs> so for my other two um Bichons that I have, they are from a different line and they are like coat machines. 
Um, I honestly, like, if I added anything to give them any more volume, like, a comb wouldn't even get would get a comb in. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, for those guys, honestly, just water, you know, shampoo, water. When I'm shampooing their faces, I use, like, volume shampoo. Um, I won't condition for the condition um, on the day of when I'm competing, typically. And, uh, again, just a good blowout, comb out. Uh, but I would say a, co- a brush with a long pin will will be very helpful and then a comb that with the fine tips i use like a finishing comb uh between those two like you're you'll have the face that you're looking for yeah so i use a chris christensen coral you know the cc the big one (gasps) yes must have yeah definitely those long pins to help straighten out that long coat yes i have that one um there's this like tiny brush i use by k-pro it's mm-hmm. like literally this tiny, like if y'all follow Jess Rona Grooming, she's always talking about I think about she, told, she told me about this. Yeah, she told me about this. Yes. Did she get it from Japan or somewhere? Did she yes. first see it? Yeah. So she I don't know where you get it from over here. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that sounds like it's perfect for like detail. Yes, like right around the muzzle. Um, I don't know. They're just tiny little wonders, but I, I use that as well. Perfect. So if you're interviewing yourself, Elizabeth, what question would you ask, well, you? (laughs) Hmm, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think a question that I probably would say that I get a lot is like, how do I, how do I balance it all? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I often get asked like, you know, how do you do all these shows and how do you have all these dogs and, and, uh, and move so forth. Um, and I would just say that, um, is I'm just very, I'm very goal. I have a lot of goals and keeping these dogs, like in order to keep these dogs, like in coat, I have to have like shows to go to, to be motivated, to continue to keep oh, 100%. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of what's driving me is that my dogs need haircuts all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm always entering these shows, whether it be a dog show or a groom show. Um, and I, and I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a, that's pretty much, well, you know, where my happiness or <laughs> my happy times are. So yeah, um, I love it a lot. Competitive streak, doesn't it? Yes. Well, Elizabeth, and my, and my dogs look cute. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, it's 10 to 8 here. And after we finish this record, I've got to go do a maintenance bath on one of my poodles. <sighs> Does that not want to make you vomit? No, I did that this morning, um, which is why I'm glad that y'all can't see me because I currently have the hair fluff going on mm-hmm. um, on top of my head. But uh, yeah, that's, I know it's a struggle. The struggle is real, especially during coat change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Well, she's 11 and a half months, so... Yeah. Oh, every time I, I, the other day it was three days. <laughs> it was three. I was like, not again. Oh, no. my days. No, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just so much. I, my, my, I have an, uh, a nine month old poodle right now. And I, at first I just started taking him down pretty short. Cause I was like, I don't even want to go through it. But today I gave him a full actual like haircut where I just did the real thing. And I was mm. like, we'll see how long this lasts. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I find that with maintenance baths with those dogs I use like a oil and that's I feel like that's the only way I can you know so they look like greasy chips 
but um really? or greasy fries as you might say uh yeah <laughs> yes, yes they look vile but it just stops them from getting naughty yeah you are, you're gonna have to tell me with this but like send me or tell me which where i can get this oil because well, so i use something called wampum water soluble oil i don't know if you can, i think it's mm-hmm. an australian product but Ooh. um but yeah that's really good just to rinse through and they do look a bit greasy but it just mm-hmm. just makes it so much easier because she won't wear bands on her neck she just scraps at them oh man yeah so one of those things <laughs> so you have them in a continental trim so they're in both i've got two in show coat at the moment at home and they're both in we show them in the uk in puppy pants i've got miniatures yes. and i've got one toy so yeah we so yeah scandinavian oh, so yeah it. so we call it puppy pants and um so yeah they're in that that style we don't we don't do continental really you don't normally see a min in continental over here it's very unusual yeah yeah, I don't necessarily love that trim, and that's like the main reason why I didn't even want to show this poodle. So I'm like, I don't want to do the continental trim. I just I yeah. don't love it, but I do love Scandinavian, um, and I love the name Puppy Pants. Like that's the best. That's yeah, the best I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we put them in Puppy Pants from being really young, and to be honest, with Mins, we tend to generally show them in that trim all the way through. But we might put them in Continental when they go into Open. So when they yeah. Our champion for instance we might put them in something like that or an english saddle trim but oh that's a nice yeah. one but with mins it's generally 90 percent puppy pants <laughs> <laughs> so to adopt that here yeah yeah i know because also <laughs> i was talking to somebody on um on this podcast who was from america and i was talking about the wool coat so yes. he was saying about how poodles or the bichon has a wool coat and they didn't yes. they'd never heard of that term yeah, I've, I've heard of it before, because um, sometimes you'll see that doodle too, and you're like, oh, it's got that wooly coat. It's just like that coat that's so thick, it takes forever to work on and forever to dry. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I've heard of it here and there. Yeah, yeah. So let's see where your mind goes. You've got an overgrown doodle, and it's got a delicious wool coat. <laughs> oh, yes. On your grooming table, and you have absolute free reign, Elizabeth. So what are you going to do with this dog? Um, so I love to make my doodles look like the cutest teddy bears. Um, so I'm thinking if it's woolly coat, like I'm not going to go too crazy on the length, but I'm thinking maybe like a five eighths inch on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then doing like an inch on the legs. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love a cute teddy face with a shorter muzzle, like higher on the ears, mm-hmm. um, and just cute and round. Yeah, that sounds really lovely. Perfect. Oh, that's like my favorite haircut to do every day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would like I had a doodle come in just recently and it looked like a golden retriever still. And I was like, oh, they had it on a doodle. And she's like, it is a doodle. And I was like, my favorite doodle. This is, <laughs> this is dreamy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I will take it today. <laughs> yeah. Now, social media is such a big part of what we do as business owners. And how do you engage regularly? Like, how do you schedule time for this on top of everything that you do, having a busy salon and, you know, all your dogs and your busy life? Like, do you have any tips on how people can increase a following and elevate their pages, but with like, you know, without dedicating like a full-time job to it? Yeah. So like you said, like my schedule 
it's busy and I also have, you know, like a lot of dogs, a lot of shows and so forth. So I don't post every day. Um, I, I typically, my goal is once a week to make a post on the, on the main page. And, um, that's just my realistic goal. If I do two, then woohoo, go me. Um, and then as far as my stories, I try to keep that updated every day. Um, and it's, it's kind of easy too, because, you know, people that follow my page, like love dogs. Right. And I have, six dogs so if when my dogs i have two puppies too to on top of that so they're always doing something funny or something cute and i'm always just like oh let me just add this to the instagram and um you know over time i kind of see like oh this kind of thing has gotten more reactions from the you know my my uh my audience like when i I know whenever i'm posting something funny that like my sean freddie is doing like if he does, he does like some funky sleep position. If I put like a funny song to it, like so many reactions. If I like scissor a sleepy, if I see a dog falling asleep on my table mm-hmm. and I'm scissoring it, like the audience goes crazy for stuff like that. Like, yeah. oh my God, so many reactions. So cute. So, you know, I pay attention. I'm like, okay, I know. this. So if I see it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this, like, I know they're going to love it. <laughs> and um, so it's kind of trial and error too, you know, just kind of seeing like what, you know, what works for you and, I know at the end of the year, we get the like best of 2021, uh, you know, Instagram, uh, and it kind of like, it sends you like, okay, these posts are your top posts for, uh, for all of last year. Do you see that? Like your top nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I got that and I, and I saw like, okay, there's a very much a trend here. Like my, my audience typically loves the side by side photos. And then when I post a picture of a, like a side profile, like I'm a scissor trim. So it's like, okay, so I see that they love this and you know, that's kind of what I, that's what I'm, ge- that's what I'm giving the people. <laughs> yep. I'm like, that's just going to be my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, great tips as well. So like myself, obviously you love a dog show has showing and attending these grooming t- competitions help you improve, you know, what you do. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I got into uh, dog shows only because I was, uh, you know, competitive grooming. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, everybody on the top, like the top 10 groomers in the country, which is our Groom Team USA, I was like, like most of these people show dogs. So it looks like I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and start showing dogs because this is, you know, the next step. So I got a show dog, began showing, and I learned, oh my gosh, so much. Not only necessarily about the haircut. But like the reasons why behind the haircut. Yeah. So like, for instance, you know, you're like when the show ring, you want to give them tight, like trim them tight on the inside of their legs because you don't want their hocks to touch, you know, and you want to give, it gives them a better movement when they're coming back and forth. Mm. And before they would be like, oh, trim the insides of the hocks tight, you know, and I'm like, okay, but whenever you get to see it and truly understand and learn the movement and, uh, you know, why this goes here, everything for me really clicked and really makes more sense. And, um, and there's dogs that I don't even, um, you know, show or anything, but again, just seeing them helps a lot. Cause you're like, okay, I know that's what it should look like. And then when it's on the table, you learn, you know, bits and pieces from other things and it just makes everything else so much easier. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Definitely makes perfect sense. And definitely with, I suppose, showing it's seeing a haircut on the move, you yes. know, how it's functional. You're saying, because obviously these haircuts have to be functional. So if it's too heavy yes. on the head or like you're saying, if it's too heavy on the insides, it looks like the legs might be crossing over. And this is why it's really good to trim and then watch that haircut on the move. Yes, yes, exactly. Like 
like Bashan's everyone just like, oh, they look like a cloud, right? So they look, uh, yeah, yeah. that's like my favorite compliment. So I'm like, that's what they're supposed to. So thank you so much. And yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you learn like from, from my Bashan's, I, you know, just from showing, like if you leave, I would leave way too much hair on the legs, for instance, because you know, you want fluff. And when he's moving, you would see his elbows like flying, you know, flopping all over. And, mm-hmm. um, and he did not look elegant moving because of all the hair on his legs. And just something like that, you know, has like, oh, okay, like, so this needs to be tighter here. And you can learn, you know, where to take it in and, and so forth. So that's been a big game changer for me. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now, what's next for Gibbs Grooming? What's the plan? Oh, so what's next for Gibbs Grooming? Um is I'm opening a mobile unit next month and I'm very mm-hmm. excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, next Congratulations, month in, that's exciting. Oh, thank you. I can't wait. I'm also excited just to be able to take that to dog shows and bathe my dogs at the shows in my rig. And With all your stuff, like dream. Right? I was like, yeah. best of both worlds. You can't, can't beat this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Um, Next month in Atlanta, I'm getting my Groom Team USA jacket. And I'm very, that's like my biggest thing I'm looking forward to is just next month. <laughs> wow. On. That's exciting. So that's, oh, congratulations, Elizabeth. And I know you must work so, so hard for that. So wear it with pride. You absolutely deserve it. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> now, my last question, what's your proudest moments? What are your standout proudest moments? This is boasting time. <laughs> Oh, so um, let's see what comes to mind. I would say, like, as far as um, when it comes to competing, uh, one of the standout moment for me when I was at Super Zoo, which is hosted in, in Vegas, and I got my very first first placement uh, with my standard poodle. Mm-hmm. And um, before that, I just uh, I had been losing for about a year straight. <laughs> so so I got I just went hey I've been there as well like the amount of times I had to go through a workshop class and I was just like plowing on come on (laughs) yes oh my gosh the struggle I've lost I've lost a lot uh, in order to win a lot you know yeah and uh so that that was so incredible to me um I had I was with PetSmart at the time and a lot of my PetSmart employees were there and um, and it was just so neat to have that win in front of all of my teammates yeah. and my friends. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget that win. Um, yeah. And then, so that was amazing. Uh, the hot dog win, uh, last year was, was really, was really big for me. It was, um, it was kind of like this, like, kind of let this like, Oh, you can do it. Like you, I never thought that I could do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for it to happen really, uh, it meant a lot to me and also opened up my mind like okay what else can I do kind of thing and um and then the most recently I mentioned is Groom Team USA like that one was uh that is definitely the biggest life goal that I've set for myself and I I've honestly never Mm -hmm. thank you I I've never put more effort into something I put effort into everything I do but truly to put everything your your hobbies your your passion your free time your (laughs) everything is involved around it um and it, it meant a lot to see it uh, pay off like that it was a really big moment yeah it's nice that you mentioned like early wins and obviously more present wins as well because I think they shape us don't they I, like when you were talking Absolutely. I just remember the first time that I got a first at championship level in my poodle class yeah I remember just being like 
because you, you you're there so much aren't you and you're just mm-hmm. like sort of standing behind your dog like wincing like oh what am I gonna get today? yes and then exactly. yeah and those those memories are just yeah they really stick with you because it's just it's like an out-of-body experience but oh, um, it, it seriously it, it really is and when they call like third place and then they call second you're like oh oh that's it then out. yeah that's it Just go ahead and call it a day <laughs> <Backing up>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh no go you that's amazing now we're at the end of this episode and I want to finish off by asking you my quick fire questions. So are you ready? Oh, I am ready. So what is your favorite place to walk? Oh, well, I was living in California when I was working with Jess Rona last year and I mm-hmm. went to San Diego quite a bit because I love their beaches and it's so dog friendly. And um, so I would go walking quite a bit over there on this nice hiking trail, right, um, right on the ocean. I love the um, water, by the way. Yeah, but that was definitely my favorite place. But here uh, in Houston, there was a local trail next to me, or um, surrounded by a ton of dogs, ton of trees, very natural nature. So I, I love to go there too. Beautiful number of dogs under your roof right now. Oh, <laughs> so I have six dogs, and my roommate that I lives with me also has a dog. So we have seven total. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a big party. Lots of poopy scooping. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now summer or winter, what do you prefer summer or winter? <clears throat> I would say living in Texas, absolutely the winter because our winters are quite warm and mm-hmm. um, our summers are quite brutal. <laughs> yeah with the heat so i will say a texas winter all day nice what temperature is a texas winter like today our high is like 70 degrees we have it's in the 70s right now it's it's wonderful nice (laughs) now your favorite holiday destination Mm, you know it's since i've been grooming um pretty much my entire adulthood my holidays have consisted of working as much as possible and grooming every dog in town. So, you know, I've actually never taken a holiday destination vacation because I've always worked. That's been the hardest time of the year for me. So um, I would just say things that I've done locally. have, yeah. <laughs> have So Elizabeth, have we need the- to add something else to your goals list. And I think that is okay. you time and a holiday. I want to see, I want to see a beach scene (laughs) on that goals list. Oh, okay. I, I completely agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. She'll probably never come back by the way. (laughs) Right. I was hoping as a mobile, maybe if I say this now, like I can listen to it again and be like, remember when you said this, but mine and my goals of being a business owner is to take off time during the holidays Mm -hmm. for myself because holiday season for me has just been like busy, busy, busy. And then, uh, you know, growing up, we were not, uh, you know, financially like well enough to take a vacation. So we never went anywhere for the holidays either. So I'm like, okay, it's time to break that trend and do something for the holidays for myself. That sounds fantastic. And you're going to write that in your diary, cross out the days. And you just, <laughs> even if it's time off at home, just, you know, oh, like I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh. So, I mean, this might be a stupid question, but what's your favorite breed of dog? Oh, 
the Shans. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed. I could have filled that in yes. for you. And lastly, yes. when are you at your happiest? Ooh, um, I would say I'm at my happiest. My day-to-day happiness is hands down whenever I get off of work. I come home um, and I let the dogs run out and we play like fetch and we have like, that's like the happiest part of my entire day. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, they're just, I, I work so hard to buy this house with this yard specifically for them and to see them just so happy playing in this yard that, you know, I worked yeah. for, for these guys. I know it's yeah, like yeah. 40 probably, but it makes me so happy. Um, and whenever I am like vacationing or like okay i want to do something that makes me happy for me um outside of dogs it's anything with water like a cruise anything that's just on a boat it's just so relaxing to me so i just love water lovely and yeah i I, i'm laughing at your you bought the house for your dogs that's just great oh oh yeah you're a proper dog mama i love it (laughs) (laughs) through and through yeah (laughs) So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me and Elizabeth Gibbs. Elizabeth can be found at Gibbs Grooming on Instagram. Thank you to everybody for listening. And please don't forget to rate and subscribe to Pod on the Dog. And also, I think, Elizabeth, you've got some seminars coming out soon. So make sure you check out her Instagram page. Are they are they live online? I'm going to be working on some webinars coming soon. So Perfect. you have to keep yeah. up with it okay yep. perfect Thank so you, you can so watch much. wherever you are and uh, if you'd write a review on this podcast too that would be fabulous because it helps other people find this podcast so that's a bye from us bye bye, bye.